Heavenly Father, in your wisdom you taught us that each of us should not just look after our own life, but that we should look out for each other. And I pray that you would teach us the wisdom of uh, living well with other people and fulfilling your, your, your uh, uh, law that we should love our neighbor as ourself. In Jesus' name, amen. It was a chilly autumn morning when the Apostle Paul woke up in Caesarea Marentina. It was his last day in the city. He had lived there for two years under Roman uh, arrest. But now the Roman governor, Festus, was sending him on a boat to uh, Rome. Without a doubt, when Paul got up, they shackled him to another prisoner. And um, the centurion, we know his name was Julius, because Luke tells us that, and his uh, cohort, called the Augustan cohort, led Paul and several other uh, soldiers uh, uh, through Caesarea and down to the uh, uh, boat docks. I've been to Caesarea. They are... Uh, excavating it still, and they are reconstructing some of the places there. Uh, and they walked Paul across the ramp from the uh, wharf onto the boat. When Paul got on the boat, to his delight and surprise, two of his friends were there. Luke the beloved physician who wrote the book of Acts, who had traveled with Paul in his other missionary journeys, had bought a ticket to go with Paul from Caesarea to Rome so Paul didn't have to go alone. And standing next to Luke was uh, Aristarchus. He was a man who became a Christian when Paul went to Thessalonica in Macedonia and uh, Aristarchus was there to take the boat trip from Caesarea to Rome with Paul. I can just imagine how surprised he was and how much it lifted his heart. Isn't it interesting how good life can be when there are other people in the world who care about us enough to show up at moments like that. I wonder, do you have anyone in your life that if you were facing what the Apostle Paul was facing, do you have anyone in your life who would take time out to say, you don't have to do this alone. I'm going to be there. I don't have to take this boat trip, but you mean enough to me that I'm willing to take this time out of my life 
So when you go on this difficult experience, I'll be there for you. I wonder, is there anyone in your life that you would do that for? See, when we talk about life better together, we're not talking about a nice little religious catchphrase. We're talking about how to learn to live life in the way that we have solid people in our lives and we are a solid person in the life of others. So we know exactly how this boat trip happened because Luke was on the boat with Paul. And Luke tells us that they, sold, they sailed from Caesarea north uh, along the western coast of Syria and then where the coast bends around, uh, which is modern-day Turkey, they, uh, they tacked to the west, and they sailed along the coast uh, 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 all the way over to uh, just north of Crete, and then they sailed south to the south side of Crete to a harbor called Fair Havens. And Luke tells us about this trip. He said... They were sailing against the wind the whole way. It wasn't a storm. It's just that the wind was blowing out of the west, and they wanted to go west. So you who know anything about sailing, if you want to sail against the wind, you have to tack and tack and tack and tack. So they did big zigzags all the way across uh, the northern Mediterranean, so they could sail west. I wonder what Luke and Aristarchus and Paul chatted about on that long uh, uh, voyage uh, uh, from Caesarea to uh, Crete. Uh, I'm certain they talked about life experiences that, that they had on, mis on, on mission trips. I I'm sure they talked about uh, some of the best days they shared together and, and I'm sure that the bad stuff came in too and they remembered you, you, you remember when, when we got arrested in Philippi and, and they beat us with sticks uh, uh, they I'm sure that they shared the human experiences that they had together over the years I like the metaphor of do you have anyone in your life that you can share life with when the winds of life are blowing against you? Those times in life where you feel like you're zigzagging, where you feel like you just can't get where you're going, where you feel like it's one obstacle after another, do you have anyone in your life that you can spend a little time with and you can rehearse how God has been good to you and how he's gotten you through the difficult times. See, life is better together when we have people in our lives that we are close enough to that when the wind of life is blowing against us, we can share time and remember that God in his goodness has blessed us with good days, and he's gotten us through our bad days. And so they landed at uh, a little port 
called Fairhaven. And they intended to spend the winter there because the Mediterranean was a very unsafe place to try to sail in wintertime. They had terrible storms, big waves. Most of the boats that sank, sank during the winter. Well, they got to Fairhaven, and they stayed there a little bit, and it turned out nobody liked Fairhaven. It wasn't such a fair haven. Uh, and they got it in their head that there was a better town on Crete uh, uh, farther away, and if they just found the right day, they could sail to that better town, and they could spend the wet winter at that better town, and, and it wouldn't be as annoying as this little hovel that they were staying in at Fairhaven. And they started saying to the uh, uh, group, uh, there were 276 people on this boat, um, they started saying to the group, we're going to another town. This, nobody wants to spend the winter here. Why spend the winter in this place when we can go to a nice place? And Paul said to uh, Julius the centurion and to the captain of the boat, he said, dudes, you better rethink that. Uh, uh, I've, I've lived on the Mediterranean my whole life, and it's totally unpredictable this time of year. And I have a sense if you try to sail to the new harbor, you're going to lose the boat and everything in it, and you might just kill all of us. Uh, the captain said, uh, and the, the captain and the owner of the boat, and the centurion said, Paul, I don't think it's for you to be telling us what to do. It looks to me like you're a prisoner. It looks to me like uh, you're one of the ones who are on this boat against your will. And we think we know a whole lot better than you do what we're doing. So we would suggest if you would just shut up and mind your own business, things would go better. And Paul said, not a good idea, dudes. Uh, life is better when there's somebody in our life who will, um, who will have our back when we're going against the crowd. Life is better when there's somebody by us that when we know something isn't good and we speak up about it, they'll be there for us. Do, do you have anybody in your life who will speak up for you when you're trying to be influential for good and you're getting a lot of pushback? Is there anybody in your life that you stick up for when they're trying their best to do what is right and good and they're meeting with a lot of opposition? So everybody got on the boat. And sure enough, they had a nice, a nice light breeze blowing from east to west and they wanted to go to the west side of the island of Crete. 
And wouldn't you know it, just as they got far enough out of harbor that they couldn't return, Aristarchus looks up to the northeast and he sees a giant storm. Have you seen these storms? You can see them miles away. The sky gets dark. You can just see the storm coming. I was on a motorcycle trip some years ago, and I just crossed the bridge out of West Virginia into Ohio at Marietta. You know how it goes uphill there? I was going uphill, and I looked to the north, and I saw it coming. I was in the bright sunshine, but I saw it coming. The clouds are black. There's lightning flashing, and it was raining so hard you could see the, the, you know what I'm talking about. Have you seen this? Well, that's what Aristarchus saw, and he saw it coming straight at him. And he tapped, he tapped Paul on the soldier, soldier, shoulder and said, uh, 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 look at this. Uh, and sure enough, that northeasterner hit them full force. And the wind was blowing so hard, and the storm was so intense that they had to take down all the sails except one, and they tied the rudder, and they just ran with the wind. That's all they could do. They just let the wind and the current drive them wherever it would. Well, the problem with doing that is you don't get out of the storm. If you can sail back, the storm will pass you. If you can stay, sail to the right or left, you may be able to sail out of it. But as long as you run with the storm, you can't get out of it. And so day after day, this storm drove them all over uh, the Mediterranean. And it, was, they did, it took all the labor they had just to keep the boat afloat. In fact, they took ropes from the rigging and they wrapped it around the boat and tied these uh, uh, ropes so that uh, it, it would hold the structure of the boat together as the, wa the, the waves uh, pushed it and threw it around. Uh, surely you see the metaphor. Uh, life is better together when we're fighting the uncontrollable storms of life. Church, I, I believe everybody in this room knows what it's like to be in the storms of life. You've been there when all you could, it, it took all you had just to survive another day. You've been there when life was so difficult, all you could do is put one foot in front of the other. You've been there when you didn't know your way out of the storm. And I'm telling you, life is better together when we are being pounded by the storms of life. I believe everybody should be in a life group. I believe everybody should make friendships so that you have decent, solid people in your life when the storms of life batter you and blow you from day to day. I believe you have to have solid people in your life who can encourage you and can help you and can be a blessing to you. In the most difficult times of my life, I am grateful to God that there were people in my life 
that I knew were praying for me. Uh, they couldn't get out of the storm, listen, but they had each other through the storm. They couldn't escape the fury of the storm, but they felt safe as long as the three of them hung out together and they, they agreed, we won't let each other get washed overboard. Whatever it takes, we'll grab each other and nobody's going overboard. After this had happened some days, uh, Paul stood up and he said to the group, a messenger from the God I serve spoke to me last night in a dream. And this is what he said. He said, this boat is going to crash and all the cargo on it is going to be lost. But the messenger of the Lord said to me, God will spare everyone on this boat. And by now, everybody on the boat was so desperate, that sounded like good news. Uh, by the way, we're all going to go into the water, but my God is going to save, make sure every one of us uh, 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 survive. And then he said, we all need to have a good meal. We've been fighting this weather. Uh, uh, it, you've been seasick. It, it, it's been hard for anybody to eat. But today, we're going to, in spite of this storm, we're going to break out some food, and we're all going to have a good meal together. Uh, Paul could be incredibly awesome sometimes. He could be a pretty grouchy guy. Remember last week when he rebuked uh, Elimus? But he could also be an incredible man. He said, uh, I got a good idea. Let's have a good lunch together. And that's exactly what they did. They broke out the best stuff they had. Everybody got under a tarp or something, and they, they, they had a great lunch right there in the boat in the middle of the storm. Uh, do you have anybody in your life uh, that when things are difficult, when they're not going the way you want, you can sit down with and have a good lunch and feel better about life. Have you ever gone out to lunch with somebody and just felt better about life? This means yes. This means no. This means I'm not listening to you today. This means I'm dreaming about the Browns game this afternoon. Ah. Uh, haven't you found that life can be a lot more pleasant if you have a pleasant lunch with somebody that you enjoy their company? Anybody found that? All right. Uh, I hope you all have fond memories of having a pleasant lunch with your spouse, a friend, a, a, a group of friends. Um, there's just something that nurtures the human soul when you sit down and have a pleasant lunch with people that you enjoy their company and they enjoy your company. Church, life is better together 
Life is better together when we build relationships that make it possible for us to sit down and have a pleasant lunch or, or a pleasant breakfast uh, uh, with uh, uh, people uh, of, uh, uh, we call friends. Are you building relationships? Or are you, are you just letting life blow you from day to day? Uh, I'm certain there are people here this morning that can remember a time when you had better relationships with other people than you have right now. Well, why continue that way? Join a life group. Make some friends. Let people be nice to you. Learn what it means to be enriched by the kindness and the goodwill of other people. Build a solid relationship. Go out for a coffee and a donut. Or, or, I know that's not politically correct. Uh, go out for a smoothie and some kale. Or, uh, uh, all right. I ab I'm absolutely sure, sure, as Paul and Luke and Aristarchus sat there that day on that uh, 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 that boat, uh, they felt better after they had lunch together than they did before. Uh, But Paul said, this boat is going to crash. In the past, people didn't listen to him. But after he predicted they shouldn't sail and things went bad, they changed their mind and they said, maybe we better listen to this guy. And so uh, when Paul said this boat is going to crash, the sailors started... Um, um, uh, taking fathoms. So they had a rope and, uh, and they measured out this rope and they tied knots uh, for each fathom. And on the first time they threw out uh, the, the, uh, um, the rope, uh, they found the depth. They waited about a half hour. They threw it out again and it was five fathoms more shallow. They waited again and it was more shallow again. And now the sailors knew that sure enough, the, although they couldn't see through the fog and the storm, that boat was coming up on some land somewhere. And by now they had lost their bearings and they didn't know where they were. So things started to get pretty tense. And finally through the fog, they could see an island. And when the sailors could see the island, they started whispering with each other. They started plotting to take the boat, the lifeboat, lower it down, tell everybody else they were going to drop some anchors. But in fact, they were going to cut themselves loose because they believed it would be easier to get to the shore in a shallow-bottomed lifeboat than in a deep-bottomed uh, cargo vessel. 
And as they conspired to do that, Paul and uh, Luke and Aristarchus figured it out. And Paul said to the centurion, if those sailors leave the boat, we have no chance of making it to, to, to land. And Julius, the centurion, shouted a few orders. Suddenly his soldiers jumped up and they went over to where the boat was. They took their gladius swords and they sliced the ropes and let the boat drop free. Now the sailors had to do their very best to get that boat to shore. Do you see, life is better together when the world is conspiring against you. Life is better together when uh, we look at the world that is conspiring to do evil and we have other people in our lives who can help us figure things out. Can you see that? Uh, day by day, there's all kinds of nonsense going on out there. And if you're all by yourself, you have to confront that insanity alone. But if you build solid relationships with other good people, now there are people with you who can help you figure out and, and navigate the best course. Life is better together when we have people who will stand by us and help us figure out what's going on so we can take the best course of action. The ship captain said, if we're going to run this boat aground on a beach, we need to lighten it. And he said, we're going to form a line, and we're going to start passing stuff out of the cargo bay, and we're going to start throwing it into the ocean. We want to get this boat as light as we can so it will go as far onto shore as we can get it. So everybody got in a line. Somebody went down in the, in the hall, started passing stuff up, and they passed it from one person to the next to the next, and they threw it over, and they kept throwing over stuff and throwing over stuff and throwing over stuff to lighten the boat as much as they could so it would be as shallow in the water and would run up as far on the beach as it possibly could. Life is better together when we have to lighten the boat. Do you believe you have things in your life that you need to pitch out? All right, I'll make it easier. Do you think there are things in your character you need to pitch out? We won't talk about your garage right now. Uh, do you know, this is, this, is, this is a psychological fact. It's easier for you to change and become a better person if somebody's helping you do it than if you're doing it all by yourself. Do you get that? I don't care what it is in your life. Anything, any habit that you want to get out of your life. It's easier to do it with other people than all by yourself. AA has been working for people for years, and all it is is people sitting down together in a room, talking about a common problem, and helping each other figure out ways to go one more day overcoming that problem. 
and the success rate of people who do that and people who do it all alone is astronomically different. Here is a hard, cold fact. If you want to become a better person, if you want to throw things overboard from your character and your life that aren't good for you and weigh you down, the best way to do it is to have other people in your life helping you. Church, we are better together when it comes time to eject out of our lives the things that aren't good for us, the things that weigh us down, the things that keep us from being our full potential. And I believe uh, uh, joining a life group would be a prime way of doing that. And so they got the idea, we see a beach up there, and we're going to do the best we can to run this ship up on the beach. So they untied the rudder, and uh, they put up some more sails, and uh, they tried to gain as much speed as they could to run the boat as close to land as they could get. Tragically, they didn't know that at the mouth of the harbor, there was a sandbar. And they ran that boat full blast right on top of that sandbar. And then the real trouble began because the front was stuck in the sandbar and the back was getting pounded by wave after wave after wave after wave. And in fact, it started to break the boat apart. Julius's soldiers knew that if they lost a prisoner under Roman law, they became the prisoner. So if you were guarding somebody who was on trial for murder and that person got away, you took their place and you went on trial for murder. So Roman soldiers never wanted to lose a prisoner because they became the prisoner. So the Roman soldiers in the, uh, on, in the Augustan cohort, they said to Julius, let's kill the prisoners. They were allowed to kill the prisoners. They weren't allowed to lose them. Let's kill the prisoners. This boat is going to break apart. They'll be able to swim ashore and run away, and then we are, we're in big trouble. But by this time, Julius had begun to like Paul. They had made a friendship. And Julius said, we're not killing anybody. If anybody gets away, we'll hunt them down. And uh, 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 Julius uh, uh, said uh, to the uh, uh, group of people, you who can swim, you better jump in right now and head for shore. And if you can't swim, this is what you need to do. Uh, grab some of the broken stuff that's floating in the water right now and ride it to shore. So the brave ones jumped in and started swimming for shore or grabbed something and started kicking uh, and floating. Uh, the ones who were a little more afraid, they waited longer and more of the boat broke up. But in the end, everybody ended up in the water and in, everybody ended up paddling in some way to shore. And Luke tells us that exactly what Paul said would happen happened. Everybody on the boat survived. God graciously caused everybody on the boat to survive. 
and they gathered together there on the shore on a cold winter day on the island of Malta. If you look at a map in the, in the back of your Bible, you can see how tiny the island of Malta is. Um, uh, life is better together when uh, uh, we're swimming for shore. Church, uh, have you been? To, have you had times in your life that you were just swimming for shore? Uh, it, it took all of your energy just to. to all right. And people from Malta came out to meet them. It wasn't every day that they had a shipwreck, and they came out to meet them. And somebody got the idea, you guys are all cold, and uh, uh, this isn't going to go well if we don't warm you up. And so they built a bonfire. And Paul, being the kind of guy he was, said, I'll go gather some wood. And everybody was out gathering wood. Paul came back with a big armload of wood, and he threw it on the fire. Well, when he threw it on the fire, Paul had bad eyes and didn't know that what he thought was a stick was a snake that had become dormant because of the cold. And when he threw this wood on the fire, the warmth of the fire warmed that snake up, and that snake said, I'm not happy here, and sprung out and latched on to Paul's hand. It, it just never ends in this story, I'm sorry. The snake latched onto Paul's hand. All right. And it was a poisonous snake. So the people of the island said, this guy has to be a terrible man. He escaped the justice of the sea, but now justice has caught up with him. So Paul did, I guess, what anybody would do. He just kept slinging his hand till he slung the snake off into the fire. And everybody was waiting for him to convulse and die. And nothing happened. Then everybody changed their mind and said, he, he must be, he, he, he has to be a god. He went from, in, in a few minutes, he went from being a terrible, terrible man who has to die to being a god. Uh, and in the meantime, he's still there with his friends, Luke and Aristarchus. Do you know, life is better together when unexpected things happen. Isn't it nice to have people that you believe in and they believe in you when unexpected things happen? Uh, I'll tell you uh, uh, one more story about this and then I'll, I'll let it go. Uh, the first citizen of the island came and met them. And he liked them. And evidently he invited Paul and Luke and Aristarchus to his house for supper. And Paul found out that um, the first citizen's dad was really, really sick. He had a, a real bad case of dysentery. And uh, his son was worried sick for him. And Paul said... I believe I can help you. And he went into the man's room, prayed for him, and healed him. 
And the first citizen was so grateful to Paul. Uh, and the word got out, and people from all over the island started bringing their, the people that were sick, they started bringing them to Paul. And, and Paul, by the grace of God, healed many of them. Life is better together when we're winning. They had gone from all the traumas of uh, 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 the late, uh, 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 the uh, uh, Mediterranean Sea. They'd gone through the traumas of the snake bite. They'd been through all of that. And now they're in a moment where everybody likes them. Good things are happening. Everybody wants to be around them. Life is not just better together when it's difficult. Life is better together when we're winning. Uh, from the book of Colossians that Paul wrote, when he left Malta, he went to Sicily, and from Sicily to Italy, and from Italy to Rome. And in Rome, he wrote a letter to the, book, to the people in Colossae. It was a city in um, what is modern-day Turkey today. And in the letter, he tells them what's happening in Rome. And listen to what he says. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you. Something happened that when Paul got to Rome, he was still under Roman arrest. Something happened that Aristarchus got arrested, and now Aristarchus was in prison with him. He also says, Luke the beloved physician greets you. Here they are, three years after this story. Paul's still under Roman arrest. He's still being tried by the Romans. Aristarchus gets arrested, but here's Luke in Rome doing everything he can to help his friends who are under Roman arrest. Church, the New Testament teaches us very, very plainly that life is better together. I want, to, I want to persuade you this morning to join a life group. Give it a try. Join a team. Let some new people into your life. Uh, connect with some healthy people in a different and better way and see if God doesn't use it to enrich your life and help you become more of the person that he created you to be. Our dear Heavenly Father, I pray that from this example in the life of Paul, Luke, and Aristarchus, you would convince us to have a new openness toward others. I, I pray for those who feel uh, resistant to this. I, I, I pray for those who feel like they don't need this. I, I pray for those who feel like I, I'm not going to do this. I've had my feelings hurt in the past. I pray this morning that your Holy Spirit would whisper to our hearts in ways that only you can. And I pray that people would be willing to try again to make healthy connections. They would become part of other people's life and they would let other people become part of their life and we would be genuinely better together. I ask this in Jesus' name, amen.